You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I, I'm just tickled. Like, I'm sitting here with this giant grin on my face. I know you can hear it in my voice. Um, I really am excited about this show. We have quite a treat for you today. Nick Jenkel is such, a, such an inspiration, such a breath of fresh air in some arenas that, you know, we, we can use some breaths of fresh air. But, um, you, you know, so, so let's talk about him for a second. He, you know, he, he touts himself as a practical philosopher. But what I love about him is he's really willing to push the envelope. Like he's been through some shit, right? Like that's, he's got the, the resume and the, the accolades and the, you know, attaboys in his background. And he's willing to speak from the place of like, look, like absolutely it's a heck of a ride. And, you know, we can straighten out those curves a little bit if we are willing to have some of these harder conversations. So, so we brought him to the show today to talk about the shadow side of entrepreneurship. And, and if you've listened to me for half a moment, you know that this is one of my soapboxes is, you know, when we're not being totally honest with people, when we're peddling products or services that intrinsically we're pretty sure don't actually work because they're not working in our own business and yet we're peddling them trying to make a business out of peddling those products. We, we've seen it, we've heard it, we, we know it's happening. Um, but part of that conversation is, are we willing to be honest about what this journey looks like? And, and Nick, for sure, is is out there being honest and kind of raising the banner on, you know, getting real with people about what this success train, if you will, really encompasses. And it's not always what we expect, of course. So, so I'm really excited about bringing him on. He's the author of, um, <laughs> again, I'm laughing, the Spiritual Atheist book. It's Reunite Science and Wisdom to Thrive in Life, Love, and Leadership in the Digital Age. I love it because you've heard me talk about it. My, my prediction is, is that the companies that are going to succeed in the future are going to stay ahead of technology and ahead of consciousness. Those are two waves that we cannot avoid riding at this stage in our own evolution of, of collective consciousness and, and, and what have you. So I am excited to bring Nick on. Please, please, please join me in welcoming him to the show. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I love that intro. I'm excited to get into some of these, some of the things you mentioned, this big area, this, this the shadow of the entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we could talk for probably days on this, but let's, <laughs> let's launch in. I really want to highlight you and 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 what you've done and stuff to the crowd and the first question we do that with is what are your superpowers um well i was thinking about this earlier today and i thought wow <laughs> if i'm honest with myself and don't try and be, be english i do have quite a few that i've honed <laughs> don't in. try to be english <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about superpowers <laughs> when you get to america and everyone's going tell me tell me how amazing you are um <laughs> And England's like, I love it. Tell me that. I never want to talk to you again. Oh, so beautiful. I guess <laughs> in the core of everything I do is is comes down to helping helping transformation occur, um, and that can be in an individual where we usually call it healing, um, or we call it empowerment. Um, it's transforming organizations, systems. I can sense when organizations need to shift, when systems are are failing. Um, and that comes out in things like leadership and, and, and other stuff. Um, so that's kind of my, everything's core. I'm also, I've got some superpowers around synthesizing 
very different bits of knowledge and information and wisdom and bringing it and putting it through my own body, if you like, and it comes out much simpler than most people are used to reading it um, mm-hmm. or, or listening to it. And that actually can, can sometimes serve me ill because people think it's, um, they, I don't use, which is actually the shadow of the philosopher is to pretend to be mysterious and to use mystery <laughs> <laughs> difficult language and difficult concepts to try and make people think you're really smart and i don't do any of that so some of the people are a bit like okay where's the where's the interesting bit and i said well, i've just i've just shared it with you mm-hmm. um and i have some secret superpowers uh i am quite good at uh dancing on um dance floors um as <laughs> a secret one um and uh i think actually i'm becoming I wouldn't say it's my biggest superpower, but I'm definitely becoming a better dad uh, and a better husband and a better lover, if I may be so bold. Mm, you can um, be so bold. I will. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, really sort of honing myself to be able to do those. I mean, for me, being a dad and being a husband is really important and mm. so much gets in the way of it. Of, of me being able to be I mean not just time and money and all that stuff but my old my old thinking my old patterns you know they, they cover mm. up our ability to do these things and yet they're the most beautiful things and when my son my youngest son bounces out of bed every morning he literally bounces out of bed every morning he's, he's just so into life um, and it's just like wow this is an amazing gift to have this little bouncing bundle mm-hmm. of playfulness and silliness and joy and if anything stops me being able to appreciate that then that's that's a a real sadness for me Mm, beautiful how old's your son i've got a six-year-old and a nine-year-old so i'm thinking we should connect you with our host for the superpower kids show and you and your sons should come on her show and talk about (laughs) some of this stuff so she yeah, yeah she's been doing her show for two years neva our daughter um, she's nine, um, but she loves to get kids on that show. She has a really challenging time getting kids alone right. on the show, but a lot of times entrepreneurs will bring their kids on with them. And so yes. if you're interested, I'm happy to make that to. connection. More oh, than that, what I'd love is for my boys to understand, when I say I'm going to go and do a podcast interview, and they're like, no idea what that means, but I know oh, it means how cool. I don't want them around me for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be very, very quiet. <laughs> exactly. To have that together would be really, really amazing. Oh, um, of course. In fact, just yeah. before I came in here, my son came back from school. So it, it, it's where I am. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's dark already. Yeah. And, um, my son was just yelling at my, at my uh, wife and uh, she was really upset with him. and had a little bit of a moment. And then he said, and I, he was yelling, but it's kind of like a pretend yell. And I said to him, darling, I can tell you something. I've learned the hard way that if I do what you're doing, then you and mommy don't want to be with me in those moments. Mm, beautiful. And then he calmed down and then downstairs, I said, yeah, when you wake up, when you get older and you, if you have kids, you're going to really want to not be like that. Mm. Um, and then he joke, made a joke about, well, not this week kind of thing. oh they're they're phenomenal mirrors for us um, we we started in early with neva about um you know how do you get what you want you know from from a place of cause and effect and it's like you can act that way and for sure there's a piece of you that really 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 wants to project in that fashion and it's not your friend like what is it actually going to get you you know And, and so helping her understand 
you know, and it, I, I'll never forget one moment. She looks at me, she goes, I'm too young to mother my pieces and parts. And I was like, oh, oh honey, but if you can Brilliant. do it now, guess what happens for you? You know, exactly. So I love that we're bringing all of this in because I do think that this is part of the dialogue, right? We, we see the, the model has been, and this is a vast overgeneralization. I get that. But the model has been typically we see a man. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we will see a woman as well. But it's always this kind of isolated, single person, especially, and you named it, especially in the U.S. Like we're big on this personal brand kind of concept mm-hmm. out here, which, you know, I'm starting to kind of caution people about a little bit because it's like that's – anyway, we, we can, I'm not going to go off on that trajectory. But a lot of times what we see is a single adult person who is married and does have a family, does have all these mm-hmm. other things going on, but they're trying and trying and trying to get this persona out there. But the reality of the situation is like this life is complex. So I love, you know, when you said that you kind of oversimplify and people are like, uh, wait, 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 where's the <laughs> mysticism? It's like, it really is very, very, very formulaic. Business is very formulaic. Life is very formulaic. We don't want to talk about that because we like to be attracted to the sexy stuff, right? We mm-hmm. want to make it complex and we want to make it this big mystery but most of that's done in an effort to distract us from what we're supposed to be doing right then. Mm. And so if we don't take into account this dialogue of like, wait, how do you do this with a spouse? Whether you're in business with your spouse or not in business with your spouse, your spouse is along for the ride, whether they want to be or not. Um, you know, same with kids, you know, and, and so, so there's all of this dialogue of how do you keep this robustness and this expansion and this um, real purity of the experience while battling some of these things right and so so you're talking about like like you're, you're you're striving to be a better father you're striving to be a better partner you're striving to be a better business like all of this stuff not striving i don't even feel that from you at all actually it, it's <laughs> that but i do think that's the typical story right mm-hmm. is this trying and trying and trying and trying and then you kind of hit this threshold of like wait a second you know and you take on this reality of <laughs> Oh, like, and for us, it was super clear. I remember looking at Justin, um, my husband, a couple of years back, and I said, wait, 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 let's audit what's happened here. Like, let's look at our businesses and say, okay, when did we have huge expansion, huge gains, huge clients, huge wins in the business? And did we do anything to anticipate that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. could we have anticipated that? And the truth is no. Like, every phenomenal thing that occurred, occurred because we showed up. We were consistent. We kept working on our businesses. We developed relationships. We did all of the not so sexy stuff. And then the sexy stuff came on top of that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I used to do, I I told you I was, I was used to operate in the spy arena and I did surveillance, you know, and surveillance sounds like a whole lot of fun, but it's about (laughs) 10 hours of nothingness punctuated by about 15 minutes of adrenaline. Right. But, but you only get to those 15 minutes of adrenaline if you've prepared and you've done the work and you've sat for 10 hours and not moved. And you know, whatever the case may be, there is, there, there is the not sexy stuff that happens. And I think that that's the conversation that exists in in really bringing out the shadow side. So we're going to dive into that here folks in just a second, but first we're going to um, find out where you can go to find out more about Nick. Nick, where can we send them? So if you want to find out about leadership and personal transformation, then uh, all roads lead to one uh, to Rome, which is switchonnow.com. So www.switchonnow.com. But if you were looking for the book, the best place to go is Amazon um and uh just pop in we'll make sure to have a link there yeah yeah that's the easiest thing 
Yeah, we'll put a link. So make sure you go to the site and um, go to the episode and you can get a link for that. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Nick Jankel today about the shadow side of entrepreneurship. I'm very excited. Stay with us because we're going to dive deeply into this as soon as we get back from the break, folks. Don't go anywhere. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, we're back, folks. You're listening to the Superpower Podcast. I'm Tony Don Reckler. We have today Nick Jenkel with us talking about the shadow side of entrepreneurship. So, you, you have tons of experience. We can't possibly go into this. I really recommend that you all go and you know, look into him, Google him, you know how, you know, the game, go to his website. Um, Cause he really is fascinating and he's super transparent about, you know, the journeys that he's been on as, as you've gleaned from him. But Nick, let's talk a little bit like, like when we talk about the shadow side of entrepreneurship, how would you explain that to people? What would you say is kind of some of the dirty underbellies or the vulnerable underbellies and stuff that we don't typically address? Well, I think, I mean, there's a number of different areas in, in the shadow of, of entrepreneurship ranging from um, attempting to fulfill our childhood uh, needs through our business and in doing so sort of trampling over other people, um, employees, uh, customers, competitors, uh, the kind of thing that people in Silicon Valley call the will to power, the sort of desire to crush everyone, crush the competition. That's probably the most, I, I see the most problematic piece of the entrepreneurial pie but then it also comes right down to um as i say to 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 my um people i work with i work with a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders over the over the course of a year uh you know there's no point um being purposeful in your work and trying to do something really good in the world and then creating traumatized kids because you're not around or when you are around you're on your phone um or when you are around on your phone you're also frustrated or sad or freaked out or angry or whatever and listen i am the first person to tell you i've been through i've done all of these things i've i've built a company based upon my ego's needs not not who i really am i've um taken out my entrepreneurial stress on my kids on girlfriends on on uh, employees i was the worst entrepreneurial boss you know super high achieving big vision no management skills um, so I've, I've made pretty much every mistake I think you can make in the entrepreneurial, uh, handbook. Um, and now <laughs> but I love entrepreneurship. So I just want to make sure everyone's really clear. Uh, I think I put this in the chapter on entrepreneurship in the book. For me, the ability to come out of my bed in the morning and decide, you know what, I'm not going to do any of that stuff today. I'm going to actually invent a new product right now, or I'm going to write a new book, or I'm going to write a new article, or I'm going to think about a podcast I want to run, whatever it is. That is a priceless feeling of creative freedom um, to bring your genius, your superpowers into the world. And you have to ask anyone's permission. You have to get someone to pay for it, but it's actually very different. I'm always inspired to see if I can get a customer for my products 
mm. way more than I would be trying to get a boss to say yes or no to something. So that beautiful because that for me is like the joy of it. And when you really, as you said, when you get away with the mysticism of, uh, of the, not the mysticism, the, the fake mystery of entrepreneurship, you have an <laughs> idea and someone either wants to pay for it or they don't. And you are, or you can either persuade them to pay for it or you don't. And that is really honest. There's something super honest. And the people in the US get it much better than other, any other country, the honesty of that. The oh, honesty, interesting. I think so. I think the honesty of having an idea, having the chutzpah to do something with it, um, and then being unafraid to try and pitch people on it. You know, we're all pitching all the time, right? You mm -hmm. pitch your kids 24-7, right? Um, and to be unafraid of pitching, um, you know, you can do it in a really honest way. I put my heart and blood into this particular product or this particular book, um, and it, I think it's really good, and I think you're going to like it, and if you don't, I totally understand, uh, you know, apologize. <laughs> I think you will. <laughs> and then you live or die by your, by your own, you know, um, thing and, and because the other beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is you're so close to the customer because you're there understanding and listening to them every day whereas in a big corporation you lose connection with the people you're actually trying to serve and part of what I do when I do leadership work which I do a lot of is try and help people remember what it's like to be a human being who's creative who's interested who's empathic who wants to serve customers not wants to create a business plan or a 2019 strategy document or marketing document actually wants to serve customers because that's the exciting bit. Well, and, and I want to jump right in there because I do, I think that it, it's a balance, you know, from that place because there's the, 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 the issue becomes like in order to have the courage and the stick to itness and the chutzpah and everything else that you're talking about to kind of persevere through some of the more challenging times in entrepreneurship it better be connected to some sort of passion vein yeah. in your yeah. system, right? Yeah. But that's different than telling people like, oh, just find your passion and make money at it, right? Yeah. Because so there are some like, like check the boxes. Like, like I can't tell you how many times we attract people who are like, well, I don't want to do that kind of thing in business. I don't really want to do the businessy piece. And it's like, yeah. well, then you're not a business owner and go find yeah. yourself somewhere to work yeah. because there is that component as well. Now, you can't have one without the other. Right. Even in the due diligence game, we talk about intuitive due diligence versus mechanical due diligence. Like mm -hmm. you have to do both. So you have to do the mechanical aspects of business. So, so what Nick's talking about is for sure, you can't just mechanically like bomb, 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 sit down and do a business plan. And I'm going to sell this widget because the world needs another widget. And it's like, okay, that's great. You can do business that way. But it may or may not lead to the satisfaction because most entrepreneurs, the reason we get attracted to it is we are seeking something. We're seeking fulfillment, right? And so really get clear to yourself about what fills me, like what fuels me, like helping people. I had a great conversation with a woman in our network yesterday who, was, who got really clear about the difference between a personal brand versus just, versus just wanting the satisfaction and recognition of, of helping and being really good at being mm. seen for her brilliance. And that is an area where I think in the U.S. we tend to go like overboard a little bit <laughs> is, you know, everybody's got to be, you know, famous. Everybody's got to have this thing. And most of us are just seeking satisfaction, right? Life satisfaction in what we're doing and knowing that we're contributing and we're using our gifts and we're continuing to evolve them. Um, but it doesn't excuse you 
from the bits and pieces and parts. And so if you don't want to do those bits and pieces and parts, either you have to have capital or revenue to hire somebody else to do it, or you go to work for somebody else. Like it's pretty Mm. simple folks, but let's stop pretending that you're going to sit on your couch and magically woo woo your way into a successful business. It's not going to work. Um, And so I do think that there's, there's this like, flip shadow side, right? It's like we go too far one way and too far the other. Yeah, the grand vision person who's going to use the law of attraction to build a huge something or other. And ultimately, you do need some big vision in every decent business. You need someone. It doesn't have to be vision. You have to have someone who cares about whatever it is you sell, who cares about the customer, the end customer and getting something right. That's where I think the, the great, you know, the, a lot of the spark comes from. There's a better way to do this than the way people currently do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe personally, uh, talking about consciousness and technology, that that you understand that part of you that cares most through what people call purpose. Um, that's where you really understand what you care about. And it's often not what you thought you cared about because you were trying to get your dad to love you or trying to uh, <laughs> think you're cute or whatever it is that we accumulate over the years. Um, that's often not what we really care about. What we really care about is is bringing our gifts to the world, and as you said, being seen and heard because of it. Absolutely, but being seen yeah. and heard is definitely not good enough reason to start a company. It's not um, a good enough reason, and it's it's, it's also a really crappy like business plan, right? right. And and so it, because what we see is we, it's easy to get influence, right. and we've watched it happen over and over and over again. Those businesses, quote unquote, those projects are busting right and left because mm-hmm. if you don't have a foundation beneath you to maximize that influence or if you don't even mm-hmm. know what it is that you're influencing people toward then social media becomes more of a hindrance to you than than an actual mm-hmm. asset um and so so you know there, there there's the the brick by brick by brick kind of aspect of business that that isn't the sexy stuff folks and it's and I think we have a lot of misconceptions about that. We, we, I know that we're kind of wrapping up on time, but before we, we go, I want to I make sure that we leave people with something of um, like practical application they can apply right now to kind of do an assessment on where they're at, like as an entrepreneur. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know. Can we, I know I'm just kind of putting you on the spot. Can we kind of make <laughs> up on the fly something that's like, okay, ask yourself this question, you know, to kind of get a feel for, are you totally off track? Are you really kind of trying to make something happen that can't happen in the current way that you're making it happen? Like what, like, because I think the problem is most of our listeners, they've been gifted with some sort of vision, right? Mm -hmm. Our our listeners have superpowers. That's why they're attracted Mm -hmm. to us. But it's like, how do you materialize that here in the projection, in the physical reality? Like, like what are the steps? Like, how do you, how do you marry those up? Do you you have uh, words of wisdom there? There's a thing that comes to mind, which is chop wood get enlightened, chop wood. And, um, <laughs> you know, we have sparks of genius and brilliance and purpose. I have to honest with you, I thought I was going to spend most of today writing a new uh, innovative uh, toolkit. I spent four hours of it dealing with accounting, contract insurance, <laughs> upgrading my professional indemnity insurance, whatever, right? And it's tempting Welcome to, to entrepreneurship. That. Exactly. It's tempting to look at that like, oh my God. But without that stuff, without invoicing, without talking yep. to the bank, the business can't work. I can't do the keynotes and the books and the, mm-hmm. and the podcasts. So that's just so something. So I'm gonna, I've come, something's coming as I speak. I gave myself some time with a little story. Um, is where, what do you avoid? 
in your entrepreneurial day. Mm, beautiful. Uh, gives you a bit of tension, constriction, ugh, like an ugh feeling. And how can you bring um, love, gratitude, and light to that? I mean, literally mean light, like a flashlight. How can you shine a light on it? And rather than it being the sort of boring bit at the corner of your enterprise, what would happen if for a day or a month you put that at the big center of everything and, and gave all mm. average attention that you give to your tweets or your website copy or whatever else you do that you really love doing, what would happen? Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been doing that with invoicing. It's not maybe my favorite thing in the world, but now when I do it, I try, I try and experience the joy of mm. sustainable of being of money coming in of 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 the oxygen that makes a company breathe which is ultimately profit you know we don't we don't have to just take it all and run away and live in the bahamas but um profit is the air which a business breathes to innovate mm. and invoicing Beautiful. is part of that story right it's not sexy as going on doing a keynote or this podcast but it's it's it is sexy it's, it's well this podcast is pretty sexy i have it to is. say well it's like it's like the guys over at free up who i brag about all the time nate and connor (laughs) um they talk about how you know they never they made a rule in their business that they only do something for three months right Right. if they're doing a new task they give themselves three months to process it systemize it and turn it over to somebody else and so but but you have to be willing to do that part of it right and so i love your question of like what are you avoiding right you can't outsource something you can't train someone to do something else if you're so scared of it you're not willing to look at it and it is your business and no one's coming to save you and everybody else is running their own businesses even your cpa is running their own business and so (laughs) Um, or working for somebody running a business. So it's not their job to save you and yours. It's their yeah. job to bring their brilliance and to assist you. And you can pay for that. But if you start paying for saviorism and abdication, you know, your business will fail every single yeah. time. And they, so you don't understand the, things, the building blocks of your business. Right. Absolutely. And you can't turn them over until you do. You know, I wrote an article called, um, do you suffer from premature collaboration? And, um, you know, because it's like, everyone's like, Oh, no. well, I want a team and I want these people to do this. And oh it's my like, your job is to figure this out. <laughs> I know so many people who are in this sort of purpose slash consciousness space mm-hmm. who are premature collaborators. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I'm going to send you that link. It's, please it's do. It's ultimately ineffectual because <laughs> you can't rush to collaborate until you are a master at, at the thing. Oh, my God. I love you. I thought I loved you before, but now I know. It is clear. <laughs> I'm saying it. I'm vocalizing it here publicly. Oh, my gosh. Like, that. that is it, right? And I, I am, I am going to send you that. It's a little bit racy, mm-hmm. so I think you'll like it. Excellent. Um, but it's... Uh, it, but, but that's what we were finding. We found it in the due diligence arena. We found it in the de- personal development, spiritual growth arenas. And ultimately, it all comes down to fear. And so mm-hmm. your question about what are you avoiding is, can be switched easily to what are you fearful of, which, of course, we're not as, e- as quick to mm-hmm. want to admit. So I love mm-hmm. the avoidance question, right? Mm-hmm. Folks, do yourselves a favor. If you're banging your heads up against the wall because you can't get your business to expand or you can't get it off the ground or it's not moving or it's stagnant or whatever the problem is, Ask yourself that question and really carve out some space and time to sit with that and get real with yourself and start checking those boxes because it's so empowering to plug up those power sucks, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just, just get in there, roll your sleeves up, get Thank dirty you. and make it happen. They suck way too much of our um, 
just our thought and our energy mm-hmm. by avoiding them. And when you actually shine a light on them, you're like, okay, I can handle this. I may not choose to do it. I don't really love doing, um, you know, my expenses, you know, thing. But I need to understand them. I need mm-hmm. to understand them and, and, and all, you know, and, you know, that kind of thing. So, it's, yeah, definitely, definitely go into the bits that make you feel like a, ugh, and then yeah. go, go from there. Well, and here's what's beautiful is if you get your hands on them, you're going to understand all the better. Like, like make it a game for yourself. How do I develop a process for this? How do I find support in this? Like I said, FreeUp's a great place for um, startups, emerging businesses, and everywhere else to get some assistance with this in the systemization and scalability of it. This is turning into a commercial for them. But, the, but, it, but it, I feel so strongly about you, you've got to get your hands in there. You've got to get a feel for it. And then you can figure out how you're going to turn that task over. So if you make a yeah. game of it where it's like, okay, the more you dive into it, the quicker you're going to never have to do this again. Mm-hmm. And you may be surprised. You may be phenomenal at it and you may actually really enjoy it. You've just been worrying so much about it. It's created this like chasm between you mm-hmm. and that task. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great news so. is we have YouTube. And YouTube has a video for everything. <laughs> so if there's any doubt in your mind, go to YouTube and someone almost yeah. definitely has done a video just on the very thing that you feel you don't understand. Dude, uh, that, that is so true. We tasked <laughs> Neva the other day with go, with figuring out what did her dad, t- he tasked her with, um, you know, figuring out how to like add music to a video and stuff like that. We didn't mm-hmm. give her any instructions other mm-hmm. than to use iMovie. And mm-hmm. she went to YouTube and found the videos and made herself a whole movie. And then, you know, we, so, so she has such a better understanding of what the mechanics are that go on behind the scenes for her show. Yeah. Um, it gives her a better appreciation for Absolutely. it and, and, and teaches her, you know, transferable skill sets and whatnot. Anyway, but the, the nine-year-old can do it, folks. You can do it. YouTube, you can learn anything on YouTube. Well, so I've always said about how I got to where I got to is when I was working in a big ad agency, so, you know, top five, global, very sexy, and I had a really sexy role within it. I spent so much time looking at all the other jobs that I would never have to do that were not that sexy just to understand the basic mechanics of how this organization, organizing system, which puts on a million-dollar TV commercial in the middle of the Super Bowl, how does that happen? Mm. Not just my bit, the strategy and the creativity, thinking, cool, clever stuff, how does it actually get on air? You know, where does, yep. that, where does it go? <laughs> what what does it get filmed on? Well, yeah. and I've always done that. I've always looked at all these different other bits of the thing that I, you think is sexy. Uh, I get so many people saying to me, at, you know, talks, I'd love to be a motivational speaker like you, or I'd love to do this. And I was like, you know what? That's not the f- place to start. That is definitely not the place to start. Mm-hmm. That, that career will call you. If you're meant to be on stage speaking, it will call you. Uh, meanwhile, get some skills. You know, learn to do something. Learn something that you can talk about even when you're a motivational speaker. Um, you know, have some stories. You need war stories. For that, you need hard work. You need uh, to sweat and you need to be freaked out. And you need to work over two weekends in a row because you haven't quite nailed this thing you need to do. That's stuff. Yeah. Face, face, I think Facebook Live and YouTube have kind of set some people up for some unrealistic expectations in, Absolutely. Uh, in terms of their fame and notoriety. But yeah. and, and it's okay. Like you can do it. Like there's a million and one ways to live this life, folks. So you mm-hmm. can do it however you want to. Nick and I are kind of cut from the cloth of like, look, there's really no um no replacement for getting in there, checking boxes, getting dirty, ch- cut, you know, chop wood, carry water. Like there really mm-hmm. is no 
replacement for that now, but you may be somebody who doesn't do that and never does that their entire existence and is able to be successful in other ways. Um, we're, we're all, you know, very unique in that. However, if you're finding yourself struggling a little bit in terms of your business, really take a look at the shadow elements of your business of you, what you're not looking at, what you don't want to face, because I guarantee you the key to your success lies in a passageway through that. Um, so Nick, one thing I want to do, I know we're way past time, but, but I do want to give you a quick moment just to say like, who, who do you help and how do you help them? I think that that's really crucial. Like, who are you looking for? Who's probably on this interview right now, listening and looking for you? Um, how do they know if they're a good fit for you and what you do? Well, that's a big question. So most of my people that I serve are, um, leaders in, in medium to large size organizations. And they know they want to change and they need to change and adapt and get basically, as you said, adapt to technology and consciousness, um, as well as obviously sustainability, climate change, all the other things that are going um, happening at the moment. So that's kind of my main people, um, but I also work with individuals through books and, and stuff online. Um, but Perfect. really, my core is about do you want to thrive in the crazy, chaotic future? Um, and if you do, that's it takes a lot. And that's, that mm-hmm. lot is what I specialize in, what that lot is. Beautiful. Um, I love it. Yeah, helping to simplify the complexity because it's only going to get more complex. It's folks. only going to get more complex and more stressful. There's no yep. two ways about it. Um, air pollution, wherever, where you, wherever you look, there's another big explosion of challenge waiting to happen. Yeah, but you can really walk through it unscathed if Absolutely. you know these processes. and these processes. So connect with exactly. Nick about that. Nick, let's tell them once again where they can go to find out about you. Switchonnow.com, uh, the center of my world, electronic world, um, Amazon for the book or Barnes & Noble, whatever. I was going to leave you a thought that, that you said about um, people can sometimes get through uh, in work. I wrote my first ever essay I wrote, really, um, almost 20 years ago. It was called Creativity, Creative Rigor. And people think that rigorousness is the opposite of creativity. And actually, I believe one enables the other. And the people who are really, really, really good at something um, are super creative, super visionary, and they're also insanely rigorous and like crazy, <laughs> crazy rigorous. Like And super like, disciplined. We're yeah, all kind of crazy. irritate people with how crazy, rigorous, and disciplined they are. But when you put rigor with creativity together, you get Picasso. That's what oh, beautiful. The genius. Well, make sure you share that with us too. We'll link it to um, this interview. Wonderful, wonderful stuff coming from there. I'm so excited to have this connection with you. I see lots of great things moving forward. Um, Thank you all for listening. Um, Really, really do yourselves a favor and go kind of dive into Nick's stuff. He's brilliant in this capacity. Um, And as always, we we, we appreciate your loyalty. We appreciate you listening. Um, So thank you. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world, everyone. Bye-bye. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.